The Dave Smith Show continues on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Dave Smith. Well, 15 seconds left in the first half. And did the 49ers just get an interception there? That ball was bouncing around and falls onto the ground, so it's an incomplete pass. The 15 seconds left in the half. The Browns are on their own. No, the 49ers are in Browns territory again. Oh, look at this, trying a field goal here. So the 49ers are trying to get one uh, a field goal here right before the end of the half. This is from around 56 yards, it looks like. And the kick is up and no good after a bad snap. But the 49ers are going to the locker room with 11, 10 seconds left in the half, up 21-3. to three. Dave Smith in the Dave Smith Show here at SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. 800-224-2004. Hit me up on Twitter, at Dave Sports God, to talk about anything we've been talking about in the world of sports tonight. Well, let's get back out to the guest hotline, though. Right now, an NBA expert, a college basketball expert, a motivational speaker, an actor. This is a guy who's conquered the world of Hollywood and sports. It's unbelievable. It's the great Bill Horenda. What's up, Bill? <laughs> Dave, listen, I have started to manage my time so much better just following you on Twitter. I think throughout the NFL, systemically, you have improved clock management, uh, and that's to everyone's benefit. Now, in NBA training camps, I'm sure the Fowler defend the two-for-one uh, strategy. Yes. You know, you're defending one possession game, 28 seconds to go. How do you handle that? Dave, you are omniscient, omnipotent, making things happen. <laughs> so I just want you to know that. I'd be remiss not to get that out of the way Thank right you. away. Well, Bill, you know, I put the offer out there for the last couple of years because I've been screaming about clock management for 20 years, and they never seem to get any better at it. It's an ultimate source of frustration for me. But uh, I made the offer with any NFL team that hires me, and I'm only asking for, a, I'm only asking for $1 million a year. If they hire me to sit up in the booth, direct communication to the coach, and all I do is tell him when and when not to use his timeouts, I guarantee they'd win an extra three games a year. That million dollars is a bargain, Bill Horenda. Bob, bargain for me to do that. <laughs> Dave, you took the words right out of my mouth. I almost want to step in and represent you. Yes. I thought the million, the million would be my fee, and you would be living <laughs> large. But uh, well, listen, that, that gives us plenty to work on uh, as we move forward here. The season's still young, right? Oh, I know. And I know you being the NBA expert that you are. Earlier in the show, I talked about this whole Daryl Morey China um, uh, uh, situation. And it's just, Bill, I want to get your take on this being an NBA guy. It's fascinating to me that in 2019, a guy can put out a tweet um, appraising democracy and freedom and get criticized for it and be forced to take it down by the NBA. What kind of a world are we living in these days? Yeah, you know what, Dave? I saw you, I saw you on Twitter, of course. And uh, listen, as you know, as we all know, it's a very complicated world that yep. we live in. And who is not for uh, human rights globally, right, regardless of race, gender, uh, socioeconomic status, sexual preference, all of those things. We're all for, for human rights. And one of the great things, and I think one of the ironies here, is that sports is one of the great uniters, and it brings us together, regardless of, of our backgrounds. So to me, listen, if you want to break down a box score, pick and roll, as you said, I mean, it's tough for me to live up to your standards, conquering Hollywood, conquering who, <laughs> yes. uh, conquering motivation. Uh, but it is my hope that the game uh, continues uh, to, to bring people together and to not divide us. And it, there are just many complicated issues 
out there that, uh, you know, are just not going to be solved in a hurry. Uh, but, I mean, I hear you loud and clear. All I hope for is human rights for everyone and that the game uh, brings us together and that we get closer each day uh, to, to everyone having the life that they deserve. And it is frustrating that in so many ways it seems like we've made great strides, but simultaneously we have so much further to go. You know, interesting, Bill Horenda, uh, getting to the NBA here. Uh, Paul George was recently, I think he was at a Dodgers game, if I'm not mistaken, and he was roundly booed by the crowd there when he got up on the big screen, even though he plays for the Clippers and L.A. team now. And then uh, Kawhi Leonard was at a Rams game. I think it was against Tampa Bay. And when his picture went up on the big screen, he was booed. So uh, is this an indication here of just how strong a Lakers town this is? And, and the Lakers, even though they play here in L.A. for the Clippers, they're considered the enemy. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think this is terrific, right? I mean, uh, you know, you have it in in the major cities when you have multiple teams that, uh, you know, listen, I'm a huge New York Mets fan. I'll neither confirm nor deny I'm a managerial candidate uh, for the Metropolitan. Yeah, why not? But you're going to get, why not? Why not? There, you know, you're going to get uh, th- those types of reactions. But I, I do think the, uh, you know, the legacy of the Lakers uh, of course, is so deep and so thorough and so long. And you've got, like, the Clippers, kind of like the, you know, the younger brother. So I think it's just good, clean fun, as Ed Norton from the Honeymooners would say. I, I think it's terrific that you just get those visceral reactions. And, hey, it'll fuel the Clippers and the Clippers fans and Laker fans will kind of feel reinvigorated uh, that there's still uh, so much uh, passion for the Lakers. So I, I think it's just terrific for fans to have their say in any uh, public forum. Now, the Clippers are deeper, probably better defensively, and they have more good players than the Lakers do, but the Lakers have AD and LeBron. Uh, so who, who do you think has the better team? Yeah, I, I, you know, Dave, I, I am for, uh, definitely uh, give defense a priority. So I would say that the Clippers, until proven otherwise, are the better team right now. I mean, you're, you're adding two. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, two you know defensive player of the year guys in, in the, the people you just mentioned in George and Leonard who were booed. So from that standpoint alone, I would would agree. But I also think that you know at this stage of the game, uh, you know we can't be swayed by blogger demagoguery. It's it's you know so early, and it'll be fascinating to see how the Lakers evolve. And, and you know they were terrific up in San Francisco the other night. But again, it's it's so early. There's so much to go. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm really intrigued by how you know guys like Danny Green and Avery Bradley will have a defensive impact uh, with the Lakers. So uh, from that standpoint, hey, listen, Doc Rivers and, and uh, Vogel, they know and their staffs how how important defense is to winning and winning big in the NBA. It's paramount. We've only had two outside of the top ten of, that have won championship uh, over the past twenty years. Boy, when they have uh, Paul George and Kawhi and Patrick Beverly out there at the same time, that that that's a lockdown defense right there. That, that's that's going to be that's going to be difficult for opponents. And, and that's why you know that that's where so much of the and I, I've said this with the Warriors. You know, the sizzle with the Warriors is the, is the offense, but but the the stake was really their defense. And I think we'll see a similar uh, revelation. You know, the intelligentsia. That listens to your show. They get it. They understand that, that that defense is going to be paramount. And you're right. It's a, a scenario where you need cohesion, right? You need good ball pressure. Al, the late Alabama, 
ball you man. It's very simple, uh, but sometimes difficult to execute. And I've tweeted it before. You know, b- b- basketball, it-, it-, it ain't that easy, but it certainly ain't that hard. Bill Horenda, actor, motivational speaker, NBA expert, joining Dave Smith here at SB Nation Radio and SB Nation Radio.com. Well, you're a Jersey guy, right, Bill? Are you a Knicks or a Nets fan? I'm a Knicks guy. I'm a yeah, Knicks uh-oh. guy, Dave. And, and, and here's the thing, long-suffering. Uh, and when I was growing up back in the day, the Nets tickets were very easy to come by. You know, they'd float around Jersey. You could head out to Brendan Byrne and get those tickets quite easily. But, I, listen, what uh, Sean Marks has done with the Nets and Kenny Atkinson uh, has been uh, nothing short of spectacular, right? I mean, there was a dearth of everything there. Talent, cap space draft picks and what they've done in a hurry and it has not been lost of course on the free agents uh in the league they have changed the culture uh and it's one of the great stories in the nba and i've been following them quite close closely uh tim capsule the brooklyn nets radio analyst is a good friend of mine and it's been really uh fascinating to see where they've come and it'll be really interesting to see how this thing coalesces with Kyrie, and then, of course when durant gets healthy they're going to have a tough decision to make here, Bill. Let's say the Nets are having a pretty decent year and, they, and they've already locked up a playoff spot and there's about 10, 15 games to go and Kevin Durant gets medically cleared with that Achilles. Uh, do, do they risk it? Uh, I think maybe we can make a good run, maybe get to the finals if he's healthy. I, I don't know. Would you play him? I, I would play him, Dave. It, listen, it, you know, the, one of the things there, too, is they've got the new facility, uh, the new training facility in Brooklyn, uh, that opened, I want to say, a year ago or two years ago at most. It's state-of-the-art, and I think that may have weighed in on his decision uh, to go there as far as the medical staff and what have you. So if he is cleared by the medical staff and it's a green light, I certainly w- would play him uh, at, that, at that juncture. And, listen, only he and the medical staff and the coaching staff can really come to that decision. Now, I would play him, but, again, if there is any iota that he just doesn't feel right about it, then I think you got to wait until the 2020-21 campaign. But all things being equal, he feels like he can go. Green light from the medical staff, I say go for it. Are we throwing dirt too soon, or some of the experts on the Golden State Warriors here? They still have Draymond and Steph, and uh, they'll probably get Clay back uh, maybe at some point in the second half of the season off that uh, ACL. And that's a group that already won a championship and went to, what, two finals. Now they're not as young as they used to be. There's a lot of miles on those legs, but they did add D'Angelo Russell. So how good do you think they'll be? I think they're going to be very good. I think they're a playoff team, and I think you're right, Dave. I mean, the the rumors of my demise have been highly exaggerated, right? I mean, that, that was a, a, a famous quote uh, back in the day, and I, I think you could make that comparison here uh, with the, with the with the Warriors. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see D'Angelo Russell with Golden State. We hear his comments about how special it is to be there. He can just kind of feel. Uh, the winning culture there, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, but I think, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein is going to be quite interesting uh, for them, the acquisition from Sacramento. Of course, he's a rim protector, a rim runner. Uh, I love Looney in the front court there as well. Uh, so I do think there's an element of, of toughness, of course, winning, talent. Uh, you know Curry is going to have a big season Clay should be back at some, at some point in time. I really like McKinney. I like Alec Burks. I did a bunch of his games uh, when he was in college. So, yeah, I, I definitely am sanguine uh, on the Warriors this season and by no means uh, counting them out. They're, they're definitely a playoff team, in my opinion.
What do you think the Lakers get out of Dwight Howard this year? So here I think this is a Doug Collins know your role, stay in your role, star in your role. If he's able to do that, Dave, I think he can be a, a contributor in, in Los Angeles and be you know, a key part of their success. And we've talked about defense being paramount. If he can do that, if he can defend and rebound, uh, I, I think that acquisition will look will look really good. And of course, it's, it's a non guaranteed deal. So hey, listen, if the if the honeymoon is good, hopefully the marriage will be terrific. But if the honeymoon is bad, the marriage could be <laughs> awful. But I think you know, listen, I think this could work. Uh, and I really like Javale McGee as well. And I think Howard can certainly be serviceable if he accepts his role there. Which, well, in some way you can say oh, it's a diminished role yes but look at the stage of game that his career is at and look at how vital it could be uh, to the to the lakers success so i think that's another uh, huge storyline of course but i'd be optimistic uh, right now you know bill horrenda i've told you i was lavar ball's coach when he was in high school out at canoga park high school in los angeles and i take all the credit for the greatness that has become lavar ball it was all my coaching and business expertise uh, that that has made him what he is and and then i think Lonzo's going to have a breakout year i think he'll be a great fit in new orleans with zion but boy Melo, the young kid i was watching some highlights the other day from australia he's six seven now He's really running that pick-and-roll great. He's knocking down shots, good court vision, good passer. And they're talking about him maybe being the first pick in the draft next summer. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, Dave. And, and you know, uh, listen, New Orleans is one of those teams where, you know, I was watching them a little bit earlier. Uh, and, you know, you look at, at, at Drew Holiday, J.J. Reddick, Josh Hart, of course, Ingram, Etwan Moore, you know, Zion. I, I, that's a team that's going to be really, yep. uh, you know, if they're not challenging for a playoff spot, I'll be surprised. And another, uh, another mellow in the NBA, you know, there you go. It could be really uh, another ball, excuse me, in the NBA could be really uh, interesting. I've heard good things about him as well. <laughs> well, good stuff again. Bill, you've got to come into the studio sometime and sit down with me. It would be a lot of fun. Dave, next time I will, for sure. We're going to make that happen, absolutely. absolutely. If, we can get, if we can get you away from all those Hollywood parties and openings and premieres, we'll get you down to the studio. <laughs> and I'm going to knock with my elbows. My, my late mom would always say, you know, knock on the door with your elbows. I'll bring something in, too, so that we can uh, have, some, have some beverages or something like that for sure. It's funny. It's so funny. You met, my dad used to say that whenever he would have a party. He'd tell everybody, knock on the door with your elbows or you ain't getting in. That's right. <laughs> That's, That's funny. right. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff, Bill. Absolutely. Hey, my pleasure, Dave, anytime. There he goes, the great Bill Horrenda. Yeah, that's like the old joke. Unless you show up with your arms full of gifts and booze and food and you have to, and you have to ring the bell with your elbows, don't bother showing up. It's, it's Dave Smith here at SB Nation Radio.